Time to Talk Soccer on Community Radio Kilkenny City with Offside Soccer. Brought to you by TRP Hebron Industrial Estate Kilkenny. Good evening and you're welcome to Offside, your weekly soccer programme here on Community Radio Kilkenny City. Thanks as always to Morris O'Connor for the last hour of Kilkenny Today. Kilkenny Today courses are between 5 and 6 each weekday evening here on Community Radio Kilkenny City. Bear Scott, how are you? I'm good, Jim, thank God. Yeah, nothing queer, no, nothing strange, uh, no. no. Ireland are still... Ireland are still going well, yeah. Well, sure, if we could have Gibraltar and San Marino uh, and all well, them yeah, in our room. make a difference. Jack... <laughs> It's not looking good for Stephen Kenny tonight. No, he's last night. But look, he didn't lose 14 nil like like. Uh, oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's, Brown, so yeah. that's one Christ. positive. And poor Owl Everson got docked ten pints. Creeves, you're going to Chelsea. You're going to get docked a thousand pints if that's, if, that's, if that's the ratio that they're going to work off. All right. Uh, later on, of course, in the third part of the programme, we'll be looking ahead to all the Premier League action in England for the in the weekend ahead. We'll probably have a quick mention of the Ireland international soccer team, but we mightn't spend too much time on that. In the second part of the programme, we have a very interesting feature for about 10 minutes. Last weekend, the, uh, the FAI Ladies' Cup final was played up in Dublin. Well... A number of years ago, there was Kilkenny Evergreen won a couple of FAI or FAI uh, Ladies Cup finals, and they weren't originally recorded in the records. But that has been rectified and put to rights over the weekend. So we'll be talking to a couple of the ladies in question. But as always, we'll begin with the local stuff and everything that happened last weekend, and a quick look at uh, the weekend ahead. I suppose Jack, we start off with last Wednesday night. The Oscar trainers were beating three 0 above in Carlo, and that puts pay to the Oscar trainer dream for this year. It does it look disappointing. We said that you know, obviously they needed a win going into it, but it's. It's disappointing. Obviously, look, we do know that there was a number of people missing as well, you know, for one reason or another. Um, but, you know, obviously you were there before, Jim, and, you know, you've been one of the most successful squads over the last few years. So hopefully in the coming years, you know, the yeah. the importance of it will return. Yeah. And, 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 and and certainly playing matches on at 8 o'clock on a Wednesday night oh. is not, is not you know, that's it, that's belittling the competition. No, and to be fair to Darren and the lads, like that really made it very it difficult. Did, it did, really difficult. And, and like we were saying before as well, you probably have FEI and Leinster Junior Cup games for, for some teams either side of it as well, which which doesn't make it easier. No, and, especially if, if teams are playing away from home and them fixtures as well. But look, disappointing. But hopefully, in the next you know yeah. year or two, that you know yeah. it'll start picking up again. Exactly. There was only the one game played in the St. Canis's Credit Union Premier Division. Callan's good start to the season continued. They've three wins from their four opening four fixtures. Their only defeat, of course, was against Freebooks. Good young squad out in Callan, so going well. Uh, not so well for Clover, of course. They've only one point and five defeats from their six games. That it's starting to look ominous already for Clover and Highview they're starting to get cut, uh, cut adrift a little bit down at the bottom of the table and yep. even at this early stage you'd be saying they have a lot of improvement to do to, to avoid relegation yeah you? absolutely it's starting to take shape a little bit there like even you see third bottom is Bridge United but they've only got two games played on six points so yeah. even games in hand are not going in favour of Highview or Clover either so it's looking a bit ominous for them It is, yeah We had three Kilkenny teams in action in the Leinster Junior Cup at the weekend two of them emerged victorious Bridge United penalty shootout win they won 5-4 on penalties at home to Terra New Rangers under 21s that finished 4 all after extra time Evergreen won 2-0 looks like a fairly routine victory above in Fairhouse Fairhouse Carmel last Sunday morning and um, 
you know, any away victory in these competitions is a good result, Jack, and never going to be happy with that. Yeah, absolutely. And like you said, routine you, you, you would expect. And these are the kind of stages when, when it comes to Leinster Junior and FAI Junior that you just have to get through, hope that you're still in the competition after Christmas. And then it's three or four games, yeah. you could be in a final. Yeah. Armand Villa were the unfortunate ones to bow out. They were beaten 3 0 at home to Fort Celtic from the Wexford and District League. Some very interesting results in the Division 1 League and Evergreen B, who had been beaten all before them had won their first five games and were looking like they were going to roar to the title well they were brought back down a peg or two on Sunday they were lot, they lost 2-1 at home to Lions Lions are after beating Castle Warren and Evergreen in the last few weeks so uh, that brings Evergreen B leaves them on 15 points Lions have 12 points both of them have the same amount of games played and Castle Warren are back into it they won 3-2 away to Freshford so they have three wins from the first four games so you know, it looked like Evergreen B may stretch away, but that result, them two results this weekend, that was after bringing it back a little yeah. bit close. And Evergreen B are still the favourites, yeah. but it's after closing it up a bit. Absolutely, and that's what you want to see. You don't want, you know, you don't want a, a runaway leader even before Christmas, you know. So it is going to make it interesting there. Obviously, like you said, we mentioned it last week, you know, when we were previewing this, that Lions will go into the game, obviously as, as underdogs, but they would fancy their chances. And they obviously got the, got the job done. And like you said, you know, it brings the like the light of Castle Warren back into it as well and, and even to a certain extent Armand Villa who are who are six points after three games as well yeah yeah big time yeah and uh, I, I, you know cause the fact that Lions entered the B team into the league this this year for the first time in a long time said that they, there was there was at least strength in numbers there so it yeah. surely would have made the red team strong the other game played in the Division 1 league was a remarkable enough game Evergreen C won 6-5 against River Rangers A and both teams actually missed a penalty in each <laughs> in that game as well and River Rangers missed a penalty now as Jim Nugent, the chairman of the goalkeepers' union, is say he didn't miss it. The goalkeeper saved it. So whatever way you want to look at it, it didn't go into the back of the net. Anyway, that was very late in the game to make it six all. So yeah. good win for Evergreen C Division Two League and the Freebooters B bandwagon rolls on. Seven wins from seven games. You know, racking up the goals. They won five nil away to St John's and. Uh, they're going to take some stopping in that division, Jack. And yeah, there's probably are. a school of thought that says they shouldn't be in it, but look yeah. at are. It is what it is. Yeah, absolutely. And look, we, we, I think we'll be saying this every week between now and and the end of the uh, of the season. But yeah, I mean, seven from seven, it's it's a great, uh, I suppose, a great record that they have so far. But again, look, I presume there's probably two teams that are going to be going up. Oh, there is. From yeah. that, well, so. that division is going to be split, of course. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, um, you know, they have. Um, I know they're playing. They have a game against. They're they're joint on top with with Stonyford, but they've two games less played than Stonyford. But they are due to play one another. Definitely yeah, this side of Christmas, fighter. so that'll be yeah. that'll be a, that'll be a big game there. But Freebooters B so far look like they're gonna, you know they're on the way to a title there. Lions B completed a good weekend for the Dora boys they won 4-2 at home to Thomastown B on Sunday. There was three games played in the credit Un- in the St Canis's Credit Union Ladies League. East End the New Park drew one all up in Venice Bridge Thomastown had a good 4-0 win away to Evergreen FC and Vale Wanderers they made the long journey from Lachlan Bridge all the way up to Rat Downey well they made it worthwhile they emerged 4-3 victors uh, there was a couple of games played just on the, in the Division 2 league on Friday night uh, New Park won 6-1 against River Rangers B so New Park are going, going along nicely yeah, now absolutely. And, and, and scoring plenty of goals um, a couple of our interleagues a few of our interleague sides were in action varying degrees of success at the weekend at school by level our under 12s had a great win 4-1 against Wicklow uh, at the weekend but a few of the other teams were beaten our under 13s were our under 13s won as well they won 5-1 at 
home to the Midlands League but our under-14s lost 2-0 against Wexford and the under-15s made the long journey to Dundalk and were beaten 1-0 so uh, two sides one and two sides were beaten of our inter-league sides uh, at school by level there was also two teams Kilkenny teams played in the FAI Youth Cup both of them bowed out unfortunately uh, Bridge United were beaten 3-1 at home to Killorglin FC Killorglin had a nice spin from Kerry up Absolutely. for that one they, they, they were singing on the way back down in the bus and Carrick United won 3-0 away to Thomastown so both of the Kilkenny teams were beaten in that FAI Youth Cup over the weekend looking ahead then to what we have coming up and on Saturday night we have a Premier League game Highview are at home to Dean Celtic of course Highview with the magnificent new facilities to have up there and the floodlights and so on um, you know they're at home to Dean Celtic Dean Celtic sitting top of the league joint top of the league with Callan now obviously there's gambling hand scenario involving freebooters and Evergreen there but Dean Celtic had three wins and one loss from their opening four games so they'll be fancying their chances on Saturday night to win away to Highview and, and as we said earlier uh, Highview are already starting to run out games and yeah. this is a kind of a game a home game that if they are going to do anything they need to be getting something yeah, nowadays. absolutely you know you have to be using as much advantage as you can you know your home advantage under the lights on a Saturday night no better place to pick up three points but Dean Celtic are coming in with plenty of confidence yeah, and they're going well, and you'd, you'd be fancying you'd be fancying Dean Celtic to win that. There's one game in the Division Two League on Saturday evening as well on the Kells Road at night at seven o'clock. Evergreen Forty Six play Spa United into Sunday. And we have two games in the St. Canis's Credit Union Premier Division. Thomastown A are at home to Callan. We've already mentioned Callan going well. Four wins from their opening four, three wins from their opening four games. Thomastown have a fifty percent record. Two defeat, two wins and two defeats. I wouldn't be surprised if that was if, if you could see a draw there Saturday yeah. or Sunday morning between Thomastown and Callan Jack. And the other one is Bridge United are home to Clover. Uh, Clover are rattling through the games. They've already played six. As I said, they've lost five of them. And uh, Bridge United have a one hundred percent record after two games, two wins. And you'd be fancying them to maintain their 100% record. Yeah, absolutely. Like we said, they've got games in hand now and they want to turn them into points on the board. So, look, they'll be looking to move up the table and, like we said, Clover come in probably with not a lot of confidence. So, you'd be expecting Bridge United to get the result there. Yeah, and there's three games in the Division 1 league and all have significance at the top of the table. Lines, who we said, have gone are going well in recent weeks. They go to Tullerone. You'd be fancying them to win away to Tullerone. Castle Warren Celtic, they're at home to Freshford. Castle Warren um, have three wins from their opening four games if they want to keep pace they'll be expected they'll be hoping and expecting to win at home to Freshford and River Rangers A they're struggling down near the bottom of the table looks like it's going to be a tough battle for them Ormond Villa have plenty have games in hand and have made a reasonably good start you'd be fancying Ormond Villa maybe to beat River Rangers there Jack yeah I would think so absolutely uh, Look, especially with the start they've had they've had a few games uh, outside of Kilkenny as well with Ormond Villa so plenty of minutes in their legs yeah, yeah, absolutely. There's two, three games down for decision in the Division 2 league. New Parker's home to Thomastown at 11 o'clock. Also at 11 o'clock in Bennis Bridge, East Ender, home to Castle Warren Celtic. Oh, sorry, I'm... I'm after losing in the Division 2 league sorry in the Division 2 New Parker home to Thomastown at 11 o'clock East End are home to Castle Warren Celtic B also at 11 o'clock and at 12 o'clock in Noctover Stonyford are home to Dean Celtic B Stonyford you know playing games ahead of booters in the in the games played all they can do is keep winning isn't that right? Yeah absolutely just keep putting the points on the board as much as you can score goals and, and put the pressure on as much as you can like we said it's going to be difficult you know to, to, to top booters but again you know even with the likes of New Park that you mentioned there you know they're two points behind sorry they've got two games less played than Booters uh, or more games two games more played oh, sorry, than Booters yeah. two games um, level on points but two games more yeah, played exactly. yeah exactly so you know all of a sudden a couple of games in hand are won and that gap closes 
Yeah, yeah, and I mean, the way it is, all they can do is keep winning and hope for the best. There's two games in the St. Candice's Credit Union Ladies League. The two Evergreen teams play one another. That's Evergreen FC 2 against Evergreen FC. It's half past ten on the Kells Road. And it's 11 o'clock in Rat Downey. Clover are at home to New Park. And in the FEI Junior Cup at the weekend, Evergreen, they're in action against at home to Hyde Rangers at two o'clock. Yeah. <coughs> I have to say, Jack, I've never heard of Hyde. I had a look. I had a look at him, good yeah, man. The, the second tier in in the Limerick. Oh, uh, yeah. When um, so, look, I mean, Limerick, you know, always had a strong, uh, you know, strong representation when it comes to these competitions as well. So, again, it's it's a team that if you don't know an awful lot about them, you, you can't take them for granted. You just have to get the job done. Yeah, and as I say, we've said here every week, in these competitions, home draws are invaluable. Yeah, They're never absolutely. going to be delighted with a home draw. And we have four of uh, the Kilkenny and District League teams involved in the Leinster LFA Ladies Junior Cup. Mill Celtic, who are the league champions in the Kilkenny District League from Carlo, they go to League Slip to play the locals there at 2 o'clock at half past 2 in Thomastown. They, the, uh, Thomastown welcome Colester, Donny Carney from Dublin. Uh, vale Wanderers, they're on the way to Mead to play Trim Celtic at 2 o'clock. And it's 11 o'clock in the watershed that's a tough pit pitch the Lions ladies they play at home to Rathangan from the Kildare League so lots of action it's great to see so many games going ahead I know there was a few games lost to the weather yeah. considering all the rain that's been falling it's great to be getting so many games played so that's all the results and the fixtures locally we better go and pay a few bills 17 and a half minutes past 6 and when we come back we'll have a chat with the ladies from Evergreen and that, those famous cup winning teams from all those years ago BTW.ie sponsors coverage of the Kilkenny and District League on Community Radio Kilkenny City. TRP, your one-stop shop for all TRP products and DAF parts. Proudly bringing you Offside Soccer on 88.7 FM. Annie here from TRP Kilkenny. We are delighted to team up with Offside Soccer on Community Radio Kilkenny City. And you're welcome back to part two of Offside, your weekly soccer programme here on Community Radio Kilkenny City. I never gave out the text numbers beforehand, so we better do that or I'll be strangled. 86 353 is the text line. If you have any thoughts or contributions you'd like to make to the programme, that text line, of course, is sponsored by taxback.com, which is a clune tech company. You can also contact us on WhatsApp 87 4011 Last Sunday at Lone Town won their first ever FEI Ladies Cup final. A, a dramatic win. Two, two, they won it on a penalty shootout and then after a two-all draw with Shelburne. So great to see them. And up until now, everyone assumed that the, the first ever FEI Ladies Cup final was played. The competition started in 1975. But I'm joined by three people here now that are going to explain to us that, that why that is not the case. We have Mary Hennessy, Connie Jordan and Michael Welch, of course, from this parish, who's uh, all our boss here and at, and this parish in, the radio, in Community Radio Kilkenny City you're one of the bosses anyway Michael give us a brief intro before we talk to the two ladies about why you're here well um, there's a cup finals in 72 73 and 74 that were played under the auspices of the Irish Ladies Football Association which was an organisation that was uh, founded because the FAI weren't interested at the time um, we had there was uh, Pat Noon would have been a double man and uh, Kevin Gaynor a Dundalk man and myself I, I ended up in the chair of that so uh, for my sins um, we played the three cup finals um, as I said Sunday um, they were finally recognised by the FAI mainly through I have to say through the the, the good offices of Johnny Butler who put a huge amount of effort 
into uh, first of all researching and getting the stuff and, and corresponding with the FAI and uh, more, even more than corresponding being quite insistent and back and forth he, he gave them a hard time till they, they finally kind of succumbed and recognised it and yesterday was the day that was included on the the record sheets um, they were now down as suffragettes who beat uh, Fittermores in the first final uh, 72 uh, Evergreen girls including the two girls we played Galway no sorry played Avengers in the 73 final in Galway and won it and played the 74 final in Kilkenny against Galway City so they're now recognised and Evergreen can claim two national titles as a club now which the men haven't f- haven't oh. succeeded in doing yet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, Michael, uh, if Gary Marr or Mick Hennessy is anyone, I'd like to disassociate myself from that last comment. Right. That well, these two ladies must have been about five when they played in these two. <laughs> yeah, right, looking at right, so Mary Hennessy and Connie Jordan, you both played on the both those evergreen teams in 73 and 74, correct? Yeah, and the Fittermoles And you both played on the Fittermoles. So, so you played in the three finals in a row. Yeah, yeah. You were beaten in the first one and you, and you won the next two. Mary was start with you. We'll start with the one you lost. What do you remember about that? The Suffragettes beat you one in and the final was played in John's Park in Kilkenny. played in John's Park. I suppose what do I remember about it? It's hard to remember it all but um, Right, we leave the ones that we leave the one that lost. <laughs> Connie in seventy three to win the first one and to win it up in Terryland Park in Galway and to win yeah. two 0 that was very special. And I believe Miss uh, Kay from this parish was among the goal scorers, was she that day she above was, in Galway? Right, yeah. But what do you remember about that? That was a great win. I, I don't remember enough about the match. What I do remember is the the afterwards um we went to um we had, they, they put on a, a spread for us in, in one of the clubs and uh, we had Margot singing. Oh, and, cool, yeah. uh, uh, everyone they thought it was great producing Margot and of course who got up to sing only KB. Oh yeah. And did Margot and, Margo and that was a different story. But yeah, we were we were delighted to, to win that match. Um after being in the other one and uh, and, losing losing it, so, yeah. Yeah. and Mary like at the time like when you see the the, the, the the amount of attention and and that ladies football gets now and rightly so, back then, you know, it was very much the poor relation, wasn't it? It was the poor relation, but we enjoyed it. Like we all started off like with the U Club in Kilkenny and we started off with indoor soccer. And that's yeah. where it all you know, stemmed Start, from really yeah. and truly. And then Michael kind of said, Come on, let's have a team and we all got to, and we like we had fishing moles and we had a uh, KB was on a different team. Himalayas and Pagodas. The Himalayas, we had several. Yeah. And then we decided, look, let's go all together. So there was a pick from all the teams. So what you're basically saying then is that Michael Welch poached the best players <laughs> from all the he teams and put a yes, super team yes. together. I would like to and sure, put that on the record. Exactly, and that's how you ended up like with uh, four... <laughs> Caps for the girls. Yeah, the girls won Ireland caps yes. as well. And Connie, like, you know, to, in 1974, we're looking at, the final was actually played in Tenny Park. Was that the front pitch in Tenny Park, the one that was in front of the main house? It, was, it was the old uh, um, uh, yeah. Tenny Park. Yeah, Tenny yes. Park yeah. pitch. Yeah, yeah. yeah. pitch. And, and, you know, you won 2 1 against Galway Town. And did that make any kind of headlines at the time, or was there any ripple in any. No, no I, I think back in, back in that, that, we were just glad to be playing. Yeah, uh, I mean, even going on to to get a cap for Ireland, that we we didn't realise back then, like 
really what we were I, I, we didn't know we were playing soccer and we enjoyed the game we yeah. didn't know that, that this is what was all going to come out, come out of it like, yeah, you know, it's, ama- it's amazing but it's, oh, it's isn't amazing. it great it went yeah. that far but at the time it was just we wanted to play and yeah. we went out and played and it didn't matter what we were playing but or who we were playing or what tournament it was but Michael like, it's it's mad to think that, that such such a, such achievements at the time went so far under the radar yeah but it did in all cases and even the teams that won it afterwards I had never heard who won FA Cup, the early FA Cup finals even though I was part of the setup um, when the FAI took over our organisation it was it, it became they start running it I was named I was on the, that committee for a year or two that the, the new formation and dropped out but kind of even getting back to the first one the, the first one was a, there was a, a backstory. first of all when Mary has been very quiet about herself Mary was our Nobby Styles at the time we, oh, by the way, Mary, that's a compliment, just in case you were wondering. <laughs> if we had needed somebody to, to, to take it out of a game... All right, OK. Well, Mary was sent to mind her. <laughs> I have to say, Mary, you don't look like a hatchet no, woman. No. If you don't mind me saying so. Well, I was actually... The girl that scored the final, the, the goal in the final, the girl named Breda Handlin from Suffragettes, was a very, an extraordinary good player at the time. And we heard, before we ever went to the final, that she was trouble. So we sent Mary out on her. <laughs> and... Uh, Mary did a good job on her. No, but she'd be four players at one stage, just Breed a handling to put the ball in her net. Um, it was a run from the halfway line, she just got a run. But shortly afterwards, nearer to the end, we were one nothing down, and I said, we need another goal to get back in the game. So I took, substituted Mary for another player, and about ten minutes later, this man, it was actually Father Joyce, came up and told me, he says, I know what she was doing now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that girl is beginning to run right now. Bear, 1974 wasn't that the year you managed the Oscar trainer team to win well, and that I, was I, a big new yeah, no we didn't win it in 76 oh, but, but I did manage them in from 72 up to well, what I'm saying to you you were highly active in football in Kilkenny at that time did, did any of this so, appear oh, on well, your I radar knew, because Fishing was I was involved yes, up there as yes. well we all but I, we I all knew of the together. lads and all I can say is they were all excellent players and if it was now some of them might actually be earning a living playing football. Huh. You know, they were that close. And did it make much of an impact in terms of women's football locally? Uh, like, did, did it go on to, you know, establish women's teams throughout the county? Or I'd say, though, when, when we went from Fisher Mullis to, to uh-huh. Evergreen, um, we didn't have a pitch. So when, we, when um, Evergreen said we could play on their pitch, we actually changed our name to Evergreen. And I think uh-huh. there was more... It, it was people were more involved at that stage because yeah, it was a bigger club like what really happened in the end though after 74 as I said I, didn't, I, I think I might have said this on air before we had 27 girls that played in the three cup finals only three of them played in the three of them in all three yes six played in two and the other 18 or 19 players only played in one. So there was a big spread of players then? Yeah, a good spread of players? We were losing players every year because oh, yeah. they were going off and getting engaged married. and getting married. <laughs> and when, once that happened, it ended. That was it. So it was like the civil service then, once you got Absolutely. married, you had to give up. <laughs> <laughs> well, they didn't have to. They decided to, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. They decided they had to mind their money for their wedding. They weren't going to be paying money going up and down the country. Now, And, and locally, we were just so dominant. We could get no competition locally. Even the Waterford teams, and the last time we played the Waterford team, Benfica was the quarter final of the first competition, and we beat them six nothing in the fair green. And that was the kind of level 
these yeah. girls were at at the but time. But you were after poaching all the best players. No, so first, 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 first year we were near the all fit was. When I started losing them on the second year, I was looking around for players. Jesus Christ oh, that, how professional is that how professional is that uh, what the chairman of the board and his phone rings when he's laying on air Mary tell us what was last Sunday like, about, like what oh, did they do for you last Sunday oh it was no we just went up to him we just uh, just look, watch the match you yeah. know what I mean and it, that was it but did they have a kind of a reception no, for you no, no, they just invited wasn't. you up to we watch the game just invited up to see the match and of course the skill nowadays I was just going to ask so you that different. Yeah. I mean the girls are so fit and you can see the training and it's, it's, they're amazing now that's all I could say you mm. know like going back to our time it was more of a social thing really as well yeah like you know like yeah it wasn't you weren't as serious about no, it as they are now all, you, you know, know it was really we had great times we travelled we went to England to see United and we did lots of things like that yeah so know. it was great mm. and, and Connie did you get to meet any of the girls that, that you played against back in those in those finals last Sunday Was it, did any of them go up last Sunday um, well the, we were up in Dundalk for a they, were, they had an exhibition in the museum in Dundalk on Saturday, it was launched on Saturday, it's running there for two months, and it was the history of women's soccer over the last 50 years. And um, so, 1973 was the first year that they played international, and so we've been in contact with them throughout this year because it's the 50 years. Yeah, that's right. And uh, we've uh, been in contact with them. So, a, a lot of those 73 girls, some of them from Avengers, some of them from Soccer Jets, and uh, the Galway girls that we played they, they, some of those were, were there on Sunday and any of the ones that you had been designated to kick and have they forgiven you <laughs> no, Mary didn't anyone hobble in didn't anyone hobble in and crutches or anything <laughs> no, as a result no. of a serious injury that was inflicted <laughs> Michael you know you obviously you were managing or whatever at the time they, compared to the way it is now these girls, if they had to get the proper training and the facilities and the coaching and the gear and all that, I know it's hard to compare generations in sport. Jeez, but but I, I said this before, people at the time, their food, the skill level was very high, even then. Organisationally, tactically, um, we used kind of play 4-4-2 and it was Don Revy had brought it in in 66 and that was the, the formation. And we had two very, very fast players up front in Connie and Ursula Grace. Flyers, all the, the the lads at the back would do was hit a diagonal ball, either out to the wing or down the middle, and they're off like like bullets. Now, when you're talking about the the skill level and that, Stade Reims were a fully professional outfit in in France at the time, who had travelled the world, hadn't been beaten for years and years, and turned up in Ireland for a tour. Now they played the girls, our locals, in Enfield pitch on a Friday night before, and were beaten three nothing. And on the Sunday, I had an Irish selection, which is some of these girls had played international, and it was four Kilkenny girls on it, inside the Greyhound track in James Park. Park, and we beat them 2-1. Wow. Yeah, now, so. that was the first time they had been beaten in years. So, and O'Brien went from that, who was one of the midfield players, went off with them that day, uh, almost straight away, to become a professional with them in France, and subsequently went down to Italy, and played there, and coached in Italy afterwards. Was Kay got offered the contract at some stage along the way as well, but it was a, a part-time contract where she had to work as well. Yeah. So I think Kay decided she was staying at home. But there was a number of other girls went away shortly after that and played professionally on the continent. Yeah. 
Mayor, have you fond memories of it, or, or had it had it kind of all dwelt, delved into the distant past until recent times when it's after been oh, like, brought to the fore totally again? We forgot all about it until we'll say the new Irish team brought it back to the fore, and we all we all met, <laughs> and it was fantastic for us all to meet up again, you know. And then, and when you're chatting to somebody else, one one person remembers something maybe that you didn't remember, you know, and that's where all the good laughs mm. and all the good memories come from, uh. you know. So, good times. And I'm delighted now, of, at, after all these years of hearing from Eugene Jordan that he was, how good a player he was, <laughs> and maybe that your nephew Brian, I'm now delighted to have met the best soccer player in the Jordan family. <laughs> and that's Connie. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And, and God rest him, it's a pity he's not around to hear that now, because I'd, I'd love to meet him on the street after all that. He never thought we were able to play anyway. So oh, that's right, I'm sure he didn't. That's he right. brilliant. He thought nobody else was able to play well, except true. himself. You know. That's true. Michael, is this the end of the, of the, of the celebration? Now, or I think it's there's been a lot now happened during the year. We kind of the FAI honoured all the internationals early in the year. Tony Butler kind of got them to all the local girls together there some time ago on the 50th. What a lovely booklet to celebrate the 50 uh, years. They had their day with in the town hall where they had their civic reception, and uh, they were in O'Loughlin's that night for a, a, a lovely get together of all the, the 27 or 28 girls that had played in that. And it was, uh, and our partners, if necessary, and I, it's been a good year. Um, I have one left to do. It's it's on the first of December, where the FEI are honouring the administrators at that time, of which I would have been one. So. Um, that's, I think, hopefully the latest. That'll be the end of it. That'll be the end of it. But look at ladies. Thanks to William for coming over. It's a great story. And and uh, have you got your winners' medals? Did you have, did you ever get winners' medals? No. 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 Can I just no. say, Connie, that, Connie mentioned Margot there at one stage. Yeah. Margot actually sponsored and paid and and the medals in the Galway one. Go ahead. And I don't know where they are. If anybody still has so them, so he never he never actually received winners' medals. We, we received trophies. You all received trophies for the three of them, but they weren't FAI trophies. All right, no, that's mm. that's Stoney's goal God. at the moment. Oh, yeah. He wants that's it. Another. He wants an, He wants <laughs> those girls. God, to get God help the man in, in Abbottstown who's in charge <laughs> of handing out trophies. If I was him, I'd just give in and give him out now because don't let the Rottweiler Donny in near him because he'll get them. He's I'm like sure. A dog he's like a dog. Oh, yeah, he's <laughs> done a great job. No, absolutely. So far, so. Well, Mary Hennessy, delighted to meet you, Connie Jordan. Delighted to meet the best soccer player to ever come out of the Jordan family. And Michael Welch, you will get a letter from the management to uh, reprimanding you for your telephone going off live I thought it was turned off right we better pay the last few bills we'll take an ad break and when we come back we'll look ahead to all things English Premier League the weekend ahead the team at TRP Kilkenny are delighted to team up with Kilkenny's number one soccer programme Offside Soccer only on community radio Kilkenny City Time to talk soccer on Community Radio Kilkenny City with Offside Soccer. Brought to you by TRP Hebron Industrial Estate Kilkenny. And you're welcome back to the third and final part of Offside, your weekly soccer programme here on Community Radio Kilkenny City. Quickly, once again, the text line is 086-353-7782. If you'd like to contribute to the programme, that text line, of course, is sponsored by taxback.com, a Tech company. Bear Ireland play New Zealand tonight in an international friendly. They are pressed to watch it. They were beaten 1-0 by Holland the other night. They've only won two games in the qualifying campaign. Both of those were against Gibraltar. Lost all the rest of the games. Were relatively competitive in most of the games, but 
Stephen Kenny walks yeah. out of Lansdowne Road or the Aviva tonight as, as, as the ex-Ireland manager, surely. Someone used to say to me, you're improving, but your mark is still not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it reminds that Stephen Kenny is the same, you know. He keeps saying, we're getting better, we're getting better, but our mark is still not. Yeah. You know, I don't know, look, he's going to go, but uh, I don't know who's going to come in. We weren't disgraced again, Holland. I have to say, Holland themselves... Holland are not all that better. Were, mm. they were, and look, England only drew with Macedonia mm. last night. And, uh, you know, the, when you look at these internationals, that you wonder about the standard. It's, it's really, you know, even I was looking at Italy and the Ukraine last night. I would have bet any money after five minutes this is going to be nil-nil. Yeah. And that was a game that Ukraine had to win, like, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, in no, order to as bad as we are... Yeah, There's yeah. other teams not not much better. But Jack, you know, we're not good enough. No, we're and, not. And the problem is, we're probably going to be third, if not fourth seeds in the next World Cup qualifying campaign. And, and yeah. to get to qualify for these tournaments is becoming more and more difficult because of all these low finishes. But it all comes down to funding and, and, and uh, grassroots. And it, it goes all the way to the bottom, in my opinion. You know, I, I read something the other day that uh, Ireland, uh, out of all the European nations, are the least funded per capita in terms of soccer. Mm. Um, and I think in terms of sport in general, uh, throughout all sports now obviously mm. you've got the main ones with GEA but it goes all the way down to grassroots it, it's like um, you know you can change the tyres on your car but if, it, if it's an engine failure what's the difference you know <laughs> you can change the manager all you want uh, you know yeah. we're not good enough it goes all the way to grassroots and I think serious investment is, yeah. is needed and you look at the, the League of Ireland is, is, is in a similar boat yeah. You know? yeah. and, and, and James McLean who, who in, in fact plays his last uh, international tonight he's 103rd cap or something I think there's only f- maybe 3 or 4 players that have earned more oh, caps than him yeah. um, makes that point that the League of Ireland if they don't start pumping money into the, into the League of Ireland and start producing players because the days of young lads going over at 14 and 15 and 16 to in, into in, in English clubs is gone Cueve and I mean, if this, you know, they're not going over now until they're, in most cases, late teens, early 20s, they get to play, you know, League of Ireland maybe for two or three years before they go over. But if the standard of that League of Ireland is not good enough, the players coming over are not good enough. No, and I said, I mean, the standard is better in, in a lot of other countries. I mean, we're even seeing when the League of Ireland teams are playing in Europa League or whatever they're playing in, they're getting beaten against the likes of, was it Shamrock Rovers were beaten by a team from Iceland? Yeah. I mean, a country of 300,000 people, you know. And, and when you look at this European Championship qualifier campaign, the likes of Albania, Romania, you know, these teams are all qualified yeah. or, or, or fighting at the top of their group. The, like, the, the connection between Ireland and England years ago was before the connection with the continent, yeah. you know. And, and be, Africa and all exactly. over the world. And it w- there was, you know, England, you know, the leagues over there were supplemented by Irish players because it was an easy transition mm. from Ireland to England. Yeah. You know, England are gone past that now and they're getting players from France, they're getting players globally, you know, and we're 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 seeing the the, the kind of fallback of that for decades now. Yeah. You know? Just, you just know. on the, the national team, like the, the more I hear about and the players coming out in support of Kenny <laughs> I, I I really wonder is are they actually going to get rid of him at all? And because of money, like you're looking even at the list of, of potential managers. As I saw the recently they were reporting that Stephen Kenny was, was paid around 500000 for the year. 
there's not very many managers of a high level who you'll, 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 you'll get for 500,000. Yeah, but it's, it's even a manager we're linked with, I think. Is it Neil Lennon, the, yeah. the, the favourite? Yeah. <coughs> I mean, it's not 2012, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a good yeah. point. Just yeah, when you yeah. see Matt Doherty and these players coming out and saying yeah, the I, training I, I is agree, so good and all this, there's, there. there's something get, behind it, I think. Uh, I, I, I wouldn't surprise me to see him. Now Quinn coming out and saying, yeah. you know. But you have to be based, you have to be judged on your results on the pitch absolutely you, know, you have yeah. to be and like the, the two games that killed Steve McKenney were the two games against Greece mm. like I mean when the draw was made you looked at France and Holland and you said right this is a very very difficult group but at least come third in the group and this is the first time since 1974 that we haven't come in the top three in a qualifying group for the European Championship so Les, no matter what way you flower it up that's backwards yeah. that, is, now, yeah. no, we were unlucky with the draw and there's no question about that we were unlucky to get that, two top the nations in the one group that draw was because we were so bad in the nations. Yeah, and that's, and that's what's, what's, but this is what's going to happen. Yeah. We're, we're, we're going to constantly get draws now with two, at least two top sides. Yeah. And now when we can't beat, like we were the third race, we were ranked third in that group. Greece were ranked fourth. So Greeks were ranked behind us and they beat us twice, lads. And th- I still th- go back and say mm. they pulled the trigger too early on Martin O'Neill and, and, and Roy Keane. I still go back and say it. I know it's a long time ago now, but, you know, I, I, I think you know it had the trickle down effect yeah just before we move on there's a text in saying uh, the lads the likes of Ukraine Greece Hungary Scotland are miles ahead of us text in there from Paul yeah, uh, look yeah there's the, and, and I mean you can add the likes of Romania Albania these are all countries that are, are qualified for these competitions now they don't all necessarily have to we're, I, I do go back we were unlucky in the group with the with the draw with that the we draw, got yeah. but lads we, we have been poor and God help I said it here before God help poor Evan Ferguson that's all he can say because there's going to be some uh, responsibility on his young shoulders in these next few qualifiers fine campaigns right with 15 minutes Premier League is back thanks be to God it was like a summer in the winter with no winter's no Premier League soccer Jack what a, what a way to come back with a bang at half 12 on Saturday City against Liverpool yeah you it's know, going to be a good one it's going yeah, to be yeah, it's a brilliant know, game back with a bang but uh, I've seen a lot of talks uh, over the last few days of there, there's a, an unprecedented amount of City players that have returned home early yeah. from international duty yeah. due to injury yeah, uh, yeah, so yeah, we'll yeah. see how many of them are actually fit and available on the weekend but it, it, it has the makings of a brilliant game and it, it, we're back to uh, as much as I hate saying it City and Liverpool being the top of the table clash you <coughs> yeah, know so it's, it's, and, and it's, it's you know Liverpool are going well at the moment City haven't been firing on all cylinders which seems like a ridiculous thing to say considering where they are on the table but Cueve, like it's not beyond the bounds of possibility that Liverpool do a job on City on Saturday I, I wouldn't say they do a job on them now they might, like, they might, I think they might get, get a point out of it but I could still see City just the qualities that he have Haaland like that he was one of the players who stayed away from international duty for that game yeah. and Norway were had a chance of qualifying but he decided no I'd rather rather hold out for the City game so I think the likes of that I think it shows what the players are, feel about this game and, and how it'll be up for it I think City will uh, if, if it was in Anfield I yeah. would certainly say you know Liverpool yeah. might get something out of this the fact that it's in um, yes, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I think you know City Guardiola kind of pinpoints these games and I think they'll have the edge on Saturday. Of course, that will depend on how many of the lads are back but I haven't a feeling there'll be a lot of them back. I think like that. Oh, they'll all be back. That's of course they will. Of course course they will. And and Doc, Doc could have a great time against Alexander-Arnold, it's a... Yeah. 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 The, the only thing part. I will say is, you know, of all the teams in England, 
Liverpool are one side that could upset him. They yeah. can. I think it all comes down to how Liverpool's defence fares out. Yeah, against look at that. Yeah. It's been their weak point this season. Um, but when they play well, they play well, in fairness to them. Yeah. As a Manchester United supporter, I'm just kind of wondering is there any way the two of them could lose? But I don't think that's possible. <laughs> right. Well, I, 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 I don't know. I have a feeling I wouldn't be surprised if Liverpool snake that. But anyway. Well, if it does, it's season on. Oh, it's season on. Big time. Mm. Big time. Uh, Burnley against West Ham is at 3 o'clock. Burnley look doomed, lads. I tell you, you know you're in trouble when Everton get docked 12 points and you're still behind them that does not augur well for Burnley lads and um, you know they, they look doomed already don't they Jack I yeah mean, I mean I was watching a, an interview with Craig Bellamy who's the assistant manager there under um, under company and he, he was being asked you know obviously you're, com- you're coming up to the Premier League you're going to you know, change your ways now that you haven't and he just basically said no he said we're not this is how we play this mm. is how we want our team to improve and you know it'll come right eventually now you know, you live and die on that sort. Yeah. Yeah. Teams, that's naivety in yeah, the extreme. Yeah, so. th- but some teams actually, you know, come up, go back, and come up again. Now they just to do it on a regular mm. basis. Yeah. But you know, I think it could happen to Burnley. They, they seem to be a very relaxed. Mister Company is not showing any signs of panicking. Mm. You know, it's, it's it's nearly a business model for some clubs yeah. where they yeah. get the parachute payments when they go down, and then they get the promotion <laughs> payments when they come back up. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think Crystal Palace beat Burnley. What do you think, Cueve? Uh, West Ham beat Burnley. Oh, yeah, sorry, yeah, West Ham. No, sorry, yeah, I'm looking ahead to the next West, game. West Ham found a bit of form the last couple of weeks. A bit first was it just before yeah. the the break and that. There's so, home yeah. West Ham. Ireland. No, they're away. Oh, yeah. I, I, I the X. Oh, he's going for the X. I, I think West Ham. <laughs> yeah, I go West Ham. I mean Burnley yeah. have won in fight in over five. So okay, Luton are home to Crystal Palace. This will definitely be the last game of match of the day on uh, on. Uh, but I think Luton. This I I I think Luton might be Crystal Palace. On, I think on, every weekend we said that would be the last game. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I give I give Luton, Luton give a nod. Chance, Crystal yeah. Palace are not going yeah. that well. I mean, look at their last two games. They drew with Liverpool and, and narrowly lost mm. to United. So I mean, yeah. they're, you know, they're not uh, they're not the whipping boys that we thought they no, were going to be. No, absolutely not. No, I I'd be if they're a decent price, I might I might put the mockers on them. <laughs> I might. I you won't be back in the middle. Last man standing. No, 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 no. <laughs> Quick looting against Crystal Palace. Bell. Uh, I think. I don't know. I think Crystal Palace might just edge it. Creeve. I, I wouldn't be surprised if Luton got something. Uh, I, I think I'll, I'll have the X on it, I think. Like Luton <laughs> at home is going to, to be up for that game, but I think... There's some amount of fence-sitters oh, in yeah. the stadium <laughs> by every Tuesday. <laughs> There's plenty of good matches the weekend, lads. Newcastle home to Chelsea. Another difficult one to call. Chelsea... You know, blown hot and cold. One week they look queef. One week they look like they've, you know, they've eureka. They've, they've, you know, they've struck it. They've found the formula. And next thing they're losing three nil or three one at home to Brentford or whatever it is. Um, Newcastle, same as Newcastle. You know, they're finding the juggling the European stuff and everything is difficult. And this is a hard one to call now. Newcastle and Chelsea at the weekend. It, it is. And Newcastle have a big injury list as well. Yeah, huge. Was it ten that was out last yeah. weekend for them? The, the so chances are there might be a few backed by this weekend. Yeah, don't like know. I mean, if, if that's the team, Chelsea are so up and down, scoring four four against City, and then as you said, losing to Brentford the week before. Um, I think at St James's Park as well, but I think what I think Chelsea might nick it because of that massive injury list that Newcastle have, and Chelsea need to keep this going. The, 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 the international break probably came at a bad time because they mm. were kind of getting on a bit of a roll. Yeah. But I think you know I think we could nick it because of just purely because of that injury list. Well, listening to you, I think next Saturday or next weekend could be a good weekend for the lads back in draws. Yeah. So you're sticking <laughs> another the Premiership, I mean. Yeah. Because that's that's another tough one to call. Mm. I agree with Keith. If Chelsea could be guaranteed to continue on the way they have been doing, 
the international break might have actually stopped that. Yeah, yeah. But if you could, I would say Chelsea would beat him. How do you see? I think Chelsea are going to win. Yeah. I think I think all all things considered, you know the, the the really positive performance against City. Obviously, it was before the international break. The injury list for for Newcastle. I just have a feeling Chelsea will go there and get three points. Right, well, there you go. You've heard it here first. Forrester are home to Brighton <laughs> again. Forrest going well when they weren't going well last season. They stuck with Steve Cooper, and they're been you know they've been rewarded for that. And Brighton are one of these teams that. The European ex- experience on Thursday nights is really starting to hurt them. Their, their, their squad depth is, is and they're, they're, when they're good, they're very good, but they're very inconsistent and they're not a team to be backing at short prices. And I wouldn't be surprised if Forrest bet them at, on the weekend. Yeah, and I mean, look, all the teams around Everton will now be have a little bit of a, you know, be invigorated by, mm. right, you know, that's another position, you know, we're after gaining. I mean, 8th and 14th playing each other and there's only six points in it, so. It goes to show how tight the league is, and you know a couple of wins here and there. Yeah. I, I I would still probably go with Brighton. I have to say, if 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 I was pushed, um, I think they'll probably slightly have too much. Uh, it's another tight one, I have uh, to say. You know. James Burr's going to have about eight rods <laughs> on the coupon <laughs> next week. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I definitely will. Well, you'll be flying first class. First. <laughs> I think I agree with Jack. I think if there's a winner, it'll be bright. Well, we'll have to sail through and give us a, a, give I, us I, a result. I, I'm going to say Forrest. I think Forrest yeah. are, are pretty good at home. Brighton, again, not great at the moment. Injuries piling up for them too. I think Matoma might be out for him. Yeah, he's big last saw something yeah. saying that he'd be out. So I think yeah. I'll, I'll say Forrest one nil or something. Actually, I did say Luton and Crystal Palace would be the last game I matched the day, but <laughs> Sheffield, I didn't see Sheffield United in Bournemouth. We'll give that a miss because we haven't got time and really, who cares? Brentford are at home to Arsenal at half five and uh, dangerous one for Arsenal Jack yeah very dangerous <coughs> now look again uh, Brentford have been a little bit inconsistent you know in the last few games they're, they're tending not to draw many games so you know mm. X on this one I'm not 100% sure but y- you would expect Arsenal to have too much but again like you're saying it's a tricky fixture Arsenal away from home and Brentford tend to do well against the bigger teams yeah, they, they do, do, yeah. they do. And, uh, that's a London derby as yeah, well yeah, you know? yeah, yeah absolutely I, 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 I could I, I, you know if Arsenal win that that's a big win for them if they can go to Brentford and win after the international break. How do you see it, Barry? I think they'll win it, yeah. <coughs> Quive. Wouldn't yeah, be convinced, yeah. but I think they'll win. Into Sunday, there's two games on Sunday, both very interesting games. At, half, at two o'clock, Spurs are home to Aston Villa. Spurs had looked, you know, going really well the last couple of games before the international break has knocked a little bit of the window of their sails. I think the international break has come at a really good time for Spurs. Um, Madison is a big, big player from whether he's back from injury or not. Um, Villa, very, very strong at home, not as strong away from home. Hard to call this one, Jack. Yeah, it's hard to call. Uh, again, look, Spurs will want to be bouncing back after, you know, the disappointment of, obviously, the injury, you know, to some key players. And then, you know, the Wolves defeat, the the Chelsea defeat. I have a feeling they will. I, I, I just... I. Obviously, as an outsider looking in, I have faith in in Postecoglou and what he's doing. I think he's a good manager, um, and I think the couple of disappointing results will kind of galvanise him a little bit. So I, I would go with a Spurs win there. I think. I think it's nailed on for over three point five goals. That's the way I'd be looking <laughs> at. Barry, yeah, what well, you you're th- probably right, but I, I think look, Spurs. The fact that things went so wrong in the last two matches. 
the need to get a result to get back on track. I think they'll get Queef. I think I'll go with the draw. I think like they're, 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 they have to come back. <laughs> they have to come back now. And I think Madison's will still be out. A few others there missing yeah, still as well. Villa, like I know, it's like away from away from home, haven't been as good. But I see. I think t- t- like Villa, they'll realise now they're not far out of that top four race. Yeah. Half, so they don't want to drop it down. Half four game on Sunday, Everton will feel extremely aggrieved by everything that has gone on over the last week or so. We'll talk about that in, over the next few weeks. But what a better time! You couldn't be asking for better opposition to be coming to Goodison Park, and you're and you're feeling this big, you know, the weight of the world on your shoulders. Than the worst Manchester United team of the last twenty years go to Goodison Park, or am I being really unfair, Jack? And um, this is a really tough game for United because the. Fans, Everton fans are going to be baying for blood on Sunday, and this yeah. is a this is a big game for Everton and it a is. tough game for United. Yeah, it is. It's going to you know it's going to it's going to really test United. <coughs> you know, obviously, again, you know there's there's potential injuries there. You know, with, with you know we've seen Onana potentially getting injured uh, over the international break as well. But it, it's going to be a big test for United. Who um, plays in goal if Onana is not fit? By Inder, he's the Turkish goalkeeper. He was actually lauded for a for a brilliant performance against uh, Germany the other night. They beat beat Germany three two. All right. Um, and it looks like he's probably going to get some game time because he, Onana is going to be gone to the to, African yeah, Nations. He could be gone for up to nine games in January. So yeah, um, it, yeah look, it's going to be interesting to see. I, I can't be confident with United going oh. into a game, especially with Everton, especially with the ten point deduction only coming this week. Yeah, like it's, it, it, it nearly seems like United either play a team that has a new manager or. Yeah. or but it is like week. the Everton are they're going to really feel aggrieved, and 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 the the, the Goodison Park is going to be rocking for this. Absolutely. You know what I mean? The banners are going to be up, and the oh. fans are going to be. And I I don't see I don't see the character in this United team to be able to handle that. Well, you're probably right, but the o- the other side of it is that Manchester United have a terrific record against Everton. That's true. Yeah, yeah. you know, and they they won't mind going to Goodison. It's not such a big journey, and I I but. Anyway, this is my banker X for the week. All right, okay. Well, look at lads. Look at if you see Bear Scott driving up High Street in a Rolls Royce on Monday, you'll know what's after happening. Queen, how do you see this one? I, I think you know it's one nil again. Yeah. Another sort of a, a dirty enough sort of a win mm. because they're the farm side in the league we talked about last week yeah. they're again thanks be to God I wasn't here listening to that <laughs> like they're still only whatever just as bad as we've been saying they've been they're still not far away from those European spots I, I can see it again another just a dire one they'll win and they'll run away with three points a boring game, yeah, probably. Yeah. Another boring one they'll win. You wouldn't know, but look, like we said, I'll take three points anyway I can get them. Speaking of boring games, uh, the Monday night football <laughs> is at eight o'clock. Fulham and Wolves. Um, Fulham struggling to score goals. That was always going to happen when they lost Mitrovic. Wolves going well under under Gary O'Neill, to be fair, you know, who I'm delighted for because Bournemouth really, really gave him a raw deal. I could see Wolves winning that on Monday night, Jack. Yeah, uh, I, I, I'm not expecting a high scoring game no, to be honest. But no, Fulham no. haven't been scoring a lot of goals. Wolves haven't been either. Uh, I think I, I would be of Burr's stand on the last one that I think if there is an X for anything, it could be this one. Creeve, <laughs> oh, get uh, off yeah. that fence, Creeve. You have 30 seconds to get off that fence. No, I I I, I fancy the draw as well because I think it will be um, one I, I, all, yeah. nil all. Burr's going to extend the right. Yeah. I think Fulham. 
Right. Do you? Yeah, well, I think Wolves. Well, look at what I <coughs> promised the listeners is, Jack. We'll get a couple of lads here from now on that are going to get up off the fence because that's about 100 draws the two boys are after tipping for next week. So if, the listeners, if you're listening, if we're here next Tuesday night and we're talking about 8 out of the 10 games finished in draws, I'll bow to your superior knowledge. We'll over here, me and Burby in Vegas. You mean Vegas, right. Jack, thanks a million. We'll no be back problem. next Tuesday night. Queeve, thanks a million. Be- Bear, we'll be back next Tuesday. We'll be back with Pat on Saturday Sport. Um, Kevin Lafar is up next. Thanks for listening. Sorry we didn't get to the text messages. It was a busy programme. Good night and God bless.